Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Save the Kids podcast. It's your one-stop shop for raising kids in this tech-heavy world. We bring on professionals and experts to give you all the tools you need to help your kids become fire-breathing warriors that have the strength to break out of the mold society has put them in. At the end of the day, we're all here for one reason, to help save some kids. I'm your host, Nate Webb. Let's get to it. What is up, everybody, and welcome back. It's your host, Nate Webb, live in studio, Salt Lake City area, and it is a great day at STK. Guys, it is no mystery, a giant issue facing the youth of today um, is early exposure to pornography and the issues that they face as they're growing up with it. As, er, as the more time goes on, the earlier they are exposed to it. Um, the average age of exposure is somewhere around nine years old right now, guys. It is crazy how early kids are being exposed. And it's important now more than ever to have the conversations with your kids while they're young about this topic. And it can be scary and awkward. At least parents are scared and awkward about it sometimes. And so we're trying to help you guys. So I am super stoked about our guest today. Um, We have here with us the one and only Kristen Jensen, award-winning author of Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, CEO, founder of Defending Young Minds, Defend Young Minds, formerly Protect Young Minds. Um, an amazing human being. Welcome, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Wow, I need to hear this every day, Nate. I need to just take that little snippet, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's in the left morning, corner. Thank you. <laughs> so, first off, how the heck are you? I'm doing well. Yeah. yeah. Where are you coming okay. at us from? I forget where you're at. Well, I'm in Eastern Washington, so the Great Northwest. Go Hawks, right? <laughs> Seahawk territory over <laughs> yeah. there. Um, I think it is. I think it is. We see a lot of blue and green and yeah. um, a lot of faithful, uh, even out here. I used to live in the Seattle area and we moved a little east to get more sunshine. Um, but it's, it's, I love it here. So I know it's good. Washington's a beautiful place. So first off, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for all the work that you um, and your organization is doing to help parents in this day and age on this topic. Pornography is a feared word among a lot of parents. And the work you are doing is helping taking the fear out of that word so that we can talk about it without fear. And I really appreciate it. So thank you so much. But how the heck yeah. did you end up in this space? Like, yeah, what's at- what's in- What's a nice girl like me doing uh, <laughs> fighting pornography? Right. Yeah. I never planned this. Um, I'm not a therapist. I'm not an educator. I was a mom. I am a mom and a grandma now. So that's exciting. But I, uh, and I really didn't have any interest in this whatsoever. Uh, but I moved to a new uh, town in Eastern Washington and I met a woman who uh, had a large family, and she was trying very hard to keep her kids sheltered from the problems out there. Um, she herself had been sexually molested, oh. and she wanted to protect her children from all kinds of you know, sexual exploitation. Right. She um, homeschooled her kids, you know, was trying everything, but, but you know, the internet came into her home, and um, her oldest son, they caught him 
molesting his younger brothers and sisters from the 14 year old down to the four year old oh. pornography was definitely involved. And we know that pornography is fueling child on child, um, harmful sexual behavior, mm -hmm. um, often with siblings, often with cousins or neighbors. So, um, we shouldn't really be surprised because we know that kids are imitative and yep. we, they are wired to imitate what they see adults do. 100%. So if they're looking at porn, it's not such a huge leap for them to mm -hmm. think, Hey, I'll try this out. And that is happening more and more as kids are exposed. And it's just one of the harms of pornography. There are many. Oh, yes. um, and I think we can do a lot to reduce the harms of porn on our children. And so it all started with, with you helping them out. And then how did defend young minds? Oh, yeah. Well, guys, Actually, protect young minds I'm, and all that first. Yeah. But and then it became defend young minds. How did that come about? How did that? Yeah. Well, I um I woke up the next morning from talking with her and hearing this tragic story. And I just thought there should be a book. Now I didn't think to write the I wasn't thinking I was going to write the book. I thought I was going to go on Amazon and find the book for her. But I couldn't find it. And I started doing some research and I just had this thought that I could write a book and boil it down for seven-year-olds, you know, wow. for children. And that's what I started doing. And at the same time, I got some advice from other writers and authors that said, you need to have a blog. You need to Oh. have some credibility because you're right. just a house frau, you know, or you, you're I mean, just I, a mom. I'm just a mom. <laughs> um, I mean, just I fun. have a degree and I work professionally, but I wasn't in this space. Like I said, I'm not a therapist. So I started blogging about this and it grew. Funny thing is the name of my blog starting out was, well, it was pornoculation. And the thought was to inoculate kids against porn by, you know, talking them to talking to them about it uh -huh. and helping them have a response. And so um, I just started blogging. It went from pornoculation to porn proof kids to protect young minds. And then we realized that a lot of parents were thinking that a child could be completely protected from ever seeing pornography or ever have any, you know, issues. And we realized that protect that we wanted to go to defend because when you're defending something, you are defending against a known enemy, right? You know, I can protect my car with car wax, but it's not the same thing as defending a child from uh, sexual exploitation and pornography. So and it sounds more I proactive too. Yes. I, I love the name. I really love the name. I think we're settled on it now. <laughs> yeah. When did you guys switch from protect young minds to defend young minds? It was, um, I think June of 2021. So it's been over say, a year now. Yeah. It's semi-recent. That's awesome. I, I know that so many parents, so part of the reasons that they're scared of talking about this topic of pornography with their kids is because in their heads, we, we overcomplicate it as adults how to talk about this with our kids. What can we talk about? Because it is a heavy subject because of what we feel in our hearts, the, the addiction we've seen older teenagers go through the, the, you know, the kids that have um, harmful sexual behavior with each other, the, the, the things we've seen in our lives makes it so heavy on our hearts. And so we overcomplicate it because of that heaviness. 
And that turns into fear. And that's why we're like, well, if we don't talk about it, then they won't look at it. Um, but yeah. no, then they Google it. And then, then it gets <laughs> even worse. Well, yeah. I mean, we've been trying that tech, that strategy. Just cross your fingers. Hope they won't see it. Don't say anything. We've been trying that for decades and it's it not work. working. It doesn't work. Not working at all. So what I recommend is that you teach your children uh, three things that, you know, at the beginning, what pornography is. So a simple age appropriate definition, um, why it's harmful, you mm -hmm. know, um, boil it down. It's simple. We're not going to tell them all the horrors of pornography, no. but we're going to give them so that they have reasons to reject it. Right. So they understand why my mom and my dad don't want me looking at this. You know, you can't just say it's bad. Mm -hmm. You need to have some good reasons. And then third, they need a plan. They need to know exactly what to do when they're faced with uh, pornography exposure. Um, so they need a definition, a warning, and a plan. Mm -hmm. And that's what's in good pictures, bad pictures, and good yeah. pictures, bad pictures. Yeah. I, so I, I read Good Pictures, Bad Pictures Jr. with my four-year-old. And we loved it because it was so simple. It gives a simple definition to what pornography is. Um, it says bad pictures are when there's pictures of people's private parts. And the big the big adult word for that is pornography. Like it, it's not fear driven. It's just very educational. Here's what it is. Call it what it is. Right. And then be direct. Yeah. Say why is like, why is it bad? Why is it harmful? I love that so much. So. You had your, you had defend, you protect young, you had, you had your company, your, your, your blog, you had your blog and it's going along. When did your books come out? Cause the whole reason behind everything at the start was to write the book, but right. you've expanded this far beyond some blog you did just so you could write a book now. Right. So, uh, defend young minds. We have articles very, you know, keep parents and professionals current on the current threats, also the current, you know, technology, um, things that are helpful, mm -hmm. parenting challenges. We get therapists to write for us. We get experts to write for us. And um, then we have guides. Many of them are yes. free to download. They're so and good, guys. And it's all linked yeah. on their Instagram, too. You can go to their Instagram. The link in their bio takes you straight to their site. And all these wonderful guides from tech use to pornography discussions. I mean, they're doing a lot of the heavy lifting for us, guys. Like, this is an amazing, amazing group. Now, remind me, when did your books come out? So, uh, Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, Porn Proofing Today's Young Kids. That's for 7 to 11. That came out in 2014. Ooh. And it took me three years <laughs> to write it. Um, but we've had a second edition come out since then. So we keep it every print run. I, you know, make we sure did. that it's current uh -huh. and, um, we're actually working on a whole, you know, obviously I didn't write this from my own head. I, I wrote no. it from science that and awesome. studies and all that. And we're going to be aggregating all of that and putting it out there where people can see that this is very scientifically, uh, based and research driven. Mm -hmm. um, so that was in 2014. Then I started having parents come to me and say, what about something for a preschooler? And I remember the first time a mom walked up to me after I, after a speaking event yeah. 
And she, it felt like someone just like punched me in the gut because she asked, you know, what about a three-year-old? And I'm like, what? And I'm looking around though, start looking around, seeing all the three-year-olds on iPads. And I started to remember all the stories I've heard of little kids getting uh, exposed to pornography at a young age. Um, So many stories of five-year-olds on school buses. That's why I say every school bus, you know, is a triple X theater because so many kids, you know, have these smartphones. Oh, yeah. And um, so we need to teach kids so that they have an internal filter so that they know exactly how to respond when they're exposed to pornography. And it works. Kids really do. Uh, respond if you are direct with them and teach them exactly what to do and why they should be doing it. Yeah. Um, I mean, talking about like the school bus and the things that kids kids see right now, it is scary because kids, the things that they see is what they normalize in their brain of what that is. And especially at super young ages where you haven't gone into the sex talk with a lot of your kids. That's what their impression of what sex is. And so that's what, I mean, we, we, a lot of people know some of the obvious like dangers of pornography, right? You start to objectify people. It's addictive in nature, but I think what a lot of people don't realize it's not the only thing at stake when it comes to early exposure. What are some of those other issues kids can face later on? Some of those other red flags that some people maybe don't think of when they think of pornography addictions. Yeah. It can really stunt their their growth, their emotional growth. Mm. So it can reduce empathy. Um, When you see people objectified and hurt for another person's pleasure, um, you know, that does something in your brain that makes it okay. And so empathy is something that I know therapists work on uh, with, with kids um, and adults that have been using pornography Um, something else. And so, maybe you extend that and you think about marriage um you know and and sex in marriage well if you've been using pornography you've really been teaching your brain that sex is a solo sport for your pleasure um mm. and you know it's okay to misuse and abuse other people to get you know arousal um for yourself and so that actually doesn't lend well to a loving, you know, relationship in a marriage. Um, You're going the opposite direction, really, Mm -hmm. from what you need in a marriage. And that is why so many marriages are ended by pornography use, because it's not just that one person says, I don't like the fact that you're using pornography. It's not just that. It's not, I mean, what's that? It's like you're you're cheating on me, right? Right. But it's not just that. It's the person uh, not able to actually have this re- this deep relationship. As I said, pornography can stunt you in that regard. It mm-hmm. can harm you, and um, it it's not it doesn't teach you to love somebody else and respect somebody else yeah. and to care about their feelings. It's just the opposite. It's the yeah. absolute opposite. So it's not setting you up for a really great relationship, a romantic relationship or a marriage um, in any way, shape or form. It's damaging your ability to enjoy that. 
And, and with someone who's had, you know, I've had personal experiences with pornography when I was young too, because as a result of, you know, me being bullied and whatnot, I would turn to pornography for, to try and feel good about myself. Um, but you feel like garbage afterwards. Um, and because the way pornography is talked about in so many religious homes, there's so much shame that the kids are scared to talk to mom and dad about pornography because mom and dad don't talk about pornography because yeah. they're like, well, if mom and dad never talk about this, then that must be really bad. And I just looked at this. So yeah. I can't tell yeah. mom or dad because oh, they would be like, I, I can't imagine how they would react. And so right. how, how can we foster a, a culture in our home where kids are willing to talk to us about these things? So it's not a scary word. Right. Well, like I said, be direct with them, educate them, give them a simple, you know, a definition, a warning and a plan. And after that, keep those conversations going. Mm-hmm. Um, and we take special pains. I took special pains in both of these books so that they are not shame based. And you may remember from the junior book mm-hmm. that there's a page where a little girl says it says, um, you know, even if you've seen a bad picture, that doesn't make you a bad kid. Yes. I um, love that part. Yeah. And also it says every part of your body is good, including your private parts. Yep. But that doesn't mean, you know, that but taking pictures of them and sharing them with others is not good. You know, it's not safe right. to do that. So we're not shaming anybody or any part of the body. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not shaming the human body in any way, but we are teaching kids that it's not safe to take pictures or for anyone else to take pictures of, of yourself without clothes on mm-hmm. and uh, trying to nip that in the bud as they, you know, get older. Um, so I think that there are so many harms there. I have a whole ream of mental health studies connected to pornography. So really how pornography is, damaging um, mental health and of, of users. Um, and I'm starting to go through it. Uh, I hope to have some more information out there, summaries. But yes, there are a bunch, there are more and more studies now oh, yeah. showing that, uh, you know, linking uh, poor mental health with uh, pornography. Well, and so I, I, I so I'm a, I'm a high school counselor by profession. And so I had to get my master's and took a bunch of psychology classes at universities and whatnot. And we talk a lot about the DSM-5, right? The DSM-5 has all the different mental health disorders that are actual classified mental health disorders. Um, And one that has not yet made it in, but guys, it is so close because of all of the data backing it is pornography addiction. Because when when you look at the brain of someone who is viewing pornography consistently, the dopamine rush that they are getting is almost identical to someone who is on methamphetamines or cocaine. Like it affects your brain in the same addictive nature. And a lot of people don't realize that they're like, it's just pictures. They'll be fine. They can stop when they want. I'm like, guys, this is a, this can become a real addiction, like a real, real addiction. Yeah. And you know, that's, we teach all about that in good pictures, bad pictures, porn proofing today's young kids. We teach kids, about their feeling brain and about their thinking brain and the dopamine and how it becomes an addiction and how addictions you need to um, 
escalate, you know, mm-hmm. and you need to get more and more, you know, uh, input, more and more escalation, more and more extreme, you know, uh, pictures and videos in order to try to keep that dopamine up. We explain the whole thing, but it's so true. It's just the matter of, of, you know, input. You know, we have substances we take in, we ingest, mm-hmm. or we, you know, with a needle. But through our eyes, you know, we can actually take in things that are behavioral. And the American Society of Addiction Medicine, way back in 2011, rewrote their uh, uh, definition of addiction to include behavioral addictions, such as mm. sexual addictions and uh, gambling and, you know, video yes. game and all these things that work on the same principle uh, in the brain as, you know, as substances. Yeah. And, and guys, as, as we're having this conversations with our kids early on, right, we're talking about it five, four, you know, three, four or five, six years old, as our kids mature, that means that the conversation around pornography also needs to mature. And that means you need to teach them about healthy sexual intimacy as well as its opposite, which is pornography. Because if you don't intentionally teach your kids what a healthy sexual relationship looks like, they're going to look to the internet, guys. They're going to Google it, okay? They're curious kids. They have the internet at their fingertips. They have a Chromebook from school 24-7. They have apps to get past the firewalls. They are smarter than us 100%, okay? (laughs) They're going to Google it. I had someone, so I graduated high school a whopping 12 years ago. I know, I'm a baby. Um, and, And one of my classmates, I was four years younger than me, um, she was curious. And so she, she literally Googled just www.sex.com. Not a great site guys. Let me tell you. Um, and that was her first exposure to what sex was. It was a pornographic website. Um, that could have been avoided if the pornography would have been discussed in the home and the topic, uh, the, the discussion maturing as the kids mature. That's right. Um, you know, good pictures, bad pictures, a good pictures, bad pictures, junior do not talk about sex. So you can read these yes. to your kids early, but I would definitely recommend teaching your kids about sex by the age of seven yeah. and not just the mechanics, but the values around it that you hold, you know, the purpose of it and, and the broader, you know, context of it. Um, not in one big, you know, conversation talk but (laughs) you know little by little by little and and make these discussions comfortable for your kids because they deserve it and no kid deserves to face the porn industry alone and they we don't want them getting their sexual scripts from the porn porn industry industry. no right we want them to have you know better and so we have some articles on defend young minds about you know, crucial conversations and how you can make these comparisons between what porn teaches about sex and what you, uh, what healthy sex, you know, is like, and they're completely opposite. But if we can teach our children the difference and what they can look forward to in you know, a happy relationship and a healthy relationship versus pornography, Mm -hmm. um, they can have more reasons to reject it. They can clearly see, oh, yeah, 
I don't think it's uh, will be healthy or helpful in my marriage. Um, you know, if I'm choking my wife, you know, maybe that's not going to really make her happy. So I think that these things are something that we need to discuss with our kids. And like you said, as they mature, we need to continue. And that's why we at, at Defend Young Minds, we have articles that, you know, you can read their weekly. Um, we have a weekly newsletter we send out and we just help you drip, drip, drip. Um, yeah. We want to be walk there beside you. We know that parenting today is the most challenging of any time on earth. So hard. Yeah. So hard, especially, I mean, with the rise of smartphones and tablets, iPads, all the screens and everything, the risk for kids being exposed at a younger age gets higher and higher. That's why the average age of exposure is like nine years old now, because they could be playing on Fortnite and some ad pops up. That's totally pornographic and they have no control over that. Right. But if you, you know, if you prepare them, and they know exactly how to respond. Yes. Then they're not caught off guard. Um, one mom posted on Facebook uh, a while ago, and this is my favorite story. Um, but she read her son, who was in third grade, uh, read her son, good pictures, bad pictures. So he knew what it was, so he could recognize it. He knew it wasn't, it, he, it was harmful to his brain. And he knew exactly what to do. So he went to school. Few days later, a friend came up when they were outside, you know, on recess, showed him pornography on his phone. And um, this little boy went home to his mom and he said, Mom, you know, I was scared, but I knew what to do. I love that. Oh, that's so good. But I knew what to do. And so doesn't your child deserve to know what to do? I love that. And not just be scared and freaked out and like, who can who can I talk to about this? You know, we need to be right there with them, their mentors and their allies. And you know, as an adult, you can. You don't need to have a psychology degree nope. or be a therapist to walk your children through these um, issues. And we have a guide called "My Kids Saw Porn." Now what? <laughs> and we have a plan. We have the questions you can ask your child. We have a lot of guidance. Then we have a bunch of articles from various experts and therapists answering lots of questions that we have gotten over the years from parents. Mm-hmm. Um, so check that out on Defend Young Minds. Uh, yes. And and because it will prepare you for the eventuality of, you know, walking your child, helping him or her process this experience and minimize the impact of it. I love that. And all of these guides and everything, they're going to be linked in the podcast description. It's, we're going to have a link to the website so you guys can look at all of their guides and all their things. You guys also have a curriculum, uh, the Brain Defense, Digital yeah. Safety to Help def- uh, Defend Children from Addiction and Other Digital yeah. Dangers. Uh, that is wonderful because that that, yeah. that gives like a- educators help. Um, that's well, we have, a, we have a one for educators uh, or for church groups. You know, we also have a family edition. So yeah. If you want your child to have, you know, more education and honestly, they can use everything they can get really um, Mm -hmm. as far as digital safety goes. So the great thing about brain defense is it's not me 
teaching it. That's the great thing. Why is that <laughs> great? Why is that? Wah, Kristen wah, wah. is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, we have six kids, six teenagers. We call them the brain gang. And they're the ones that deliver all this great information. That's so and it's powerful. Not just, yeah. And it's not just about porn. It's about good tech habits, the importance of sleep, the importance of reducing screen time, all those battles that parents have with their kids. They hear it from a teenager. It really sinks in. And um, we just teach kids to be good and kind and honest online and also what to do when they see porn. So yeah, uh, yeah check out braindefense.org and you can, um, I think you can down, yeah, you can download a free lesson. You can see some of the videos. Um, and like I said, this is, it's, it's another tool, right? In yep. your kit, because it's great when kids hear it from their parents. Mm-hmm. So important. It's great when they hear it from teachers, when they hear it from other kids, um, there's powerful. something special about that. Something really so, powerful. So powerful. Yeah. Oh man, this is so awesome. I could sit here for days, just talk back and forth <laughs> just because it's such a, such an important thing. And guys, as, as we talk more with our kids, just bit by bit, drip by drip, pornography is not going to be a scary word. It's not going to be a word that you fear. It's going to be a normal word in your house because it's something you talk about so often. It's going to be something that you recognize so that you have a plan and you know what to do and your kids know what to do when it comes into their lives. Thank you so much, Kristen, for coming on today. Any any closing remarks for the people out there? Any final words? Um, well, I think you hit hit the nail on the head right there where once you start these conversations, they get easier. Yeah. And it becomes a normal part of, you know, just another thing that you're warning your child about because there are other dangers and it's your job as a parent to warn your child and to give them a strategy. So um, we are trying to provide all of those resources for you. Uh, we're not the only ones out there, but we love helping parents and professionals uh, take on this, uh, this issue. Yeah. So it, it's not as hard as you think. Once you get started, yep. um, it really, you feel a sense of relief. I've heard so many parents say, oh, I felt this weight because we had started those conversations that can be so protective. Yeah, it is so awesome. You guys are amazing. Thanks so much. <laughs> um, so their information will all be linked in the podcast description. You can go check them out on Instagram at Defend Young Minds. Um, see all their great content and all that good stuff. Um, and thank you for listening to this today's episode on Save the Kids podcast. Make sure to go check us out on Instagram as well at Save the Kids Inc. If you want to get us, uh, me or any of your of our speakers into your church, school, or event, make sure to go fill out a speaker form in the podcast description. And always remember, you are wonderful, you are worthy, and you are worth it. Go give your kids an eight-second hug, and we'll see you on the next one.